I still remember the day very well. It was the day that I fell for a phishing email. Yes, the IT professional and business owner, the one who sent out daily online safety tips to hundreds of his customers and friends, fell for a phishing scam. In this case, I gave my eBay login information to some unknown individual. Fortunately, I returned back to the email that had fooled me and noticed some suspicious elements that I hadn't caught before. A quick investigation confirmed my suspicions, so I quickly went to the legitimate eBay page, signed in, and changed my password. There is something out there that will fool anyone. At an online cybersecurity seminar that I attended, a chief information security officer told the story of how he paid for a phishing test for his company, and then he fell for that same test. The email pretended to be from the company's benefits provider. It said that his vacation request had been denied. In an ironic twist of fate, he had just submitted a request for vacation time two days earlier. Fake emails are enough of a problem to keep cybersecurity professionals busy for the rest of their lives. But that isn't even the only online fake today. In fact, despite the unbelievable prevalence of fake emails, that's not even the most discussed online fake. Perhaps you've heard a news story or two about fake news. Fake news, fake emails, and many other fakes have taken over the internet the last 5 to 10 years. At first, they were usually easy to spot. They had typical signs like bad grammar or poor quality images. But over time, they've gotten better. And now it's easy to be fooled by a fake, like I learned when I received that email supposedly from eBay. Unfortunately, there's so many different types of fakes that we can't even cover all of them in one episode. So over the next two episodes, we are going to discuss the topic how to detect online fakes. Helping you stay safe in a connected world. This is Cybersecurity Made Personal. Welcome back to the Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast the safest podcast on the internet. Fakes abound all over the internet. Besides fake emails and fake news, you could also have to deal with fake products and fake reviews when you shop online. You could come across fake apps in the Google Play or the Apple App Stores. You could receive a Facebook friend request from a fake person. And as you search the web, you could encounter fake websites that give you false solutions to your problems that either don't work or make your situation worse. As those who perpetrate scams continue to improve their work, it is becoming even more difficult to tell what is real and what is fake anymore. And all of this forgery doesn't even begin to cover the introduction of deep fake photos and videos. These use machine learning to produce edited content that can sometimes seem indistinguishable from real content. While this is an emerging field, 
It's one that has the potential to have serious implications in the future. So with all of the fakes around us, how can we learn to tell the difference between what is real and what is fake? Let's go through some of the types of fake items we encounter online and see what we can do to recognize them. First, let's start with online shopping and talk about fake products. When you think about fake products, you might be tempted to think about products that are sold on shady websites. However, fake products also abound on third-party marketplaces like Walmart and Amazon's Marketplace. Just because the product is sold on a well-known site doesn't mean that it's not going to be a fake product. So how can you spot a product that might be fake? First, recognize that good deals abound on the internet, but truly great deals are actually pretty rare. If the product seems to be grossly underpriced, there's a much greater chance that it's fake, and it's just there so that it will appear at the top of the page when you sort by the price. Second, look for the company's return policy. If the company doesn't have one, or it's unclear or unusually strict, it's also reason to be concerned about whether this company is selling legitimate items. Third, if you have reason to be suspicious, you may want to check out the company's rating on sites like the Better Business Bureau. The BBB was created to help people identify which companies are engaging in good business practices. They provide grades for each company, and they'll also accredit companies that agree to uphold their principles. And finally, look at the reviews for the seller. If you find a significant number of reviews claiming that a seller is sending out fake products, it probably indicates a problem. You also might want to be suspicious of sellers that have no reviews or just a few, especially if they're all positive and glowing. Just as not every product you see online is real, not every review that you read online is real. And that brings us to a second type of fake. Fake reviews. Companies have been known to pay people to review products, or occasionally to even try to circumvent the system and post them by themselves. Clearly, these reviews are not going to be reviews that you can trust. So, how can you spot a fake review? Start by ignoring the one star and the five star reviews. Look for ones that don't claim a product is the most wonderful thing on the planet but also don't claim that it's the most disastrous and dangerous thing ever. If a company is paying for a review, they're not going to be happy if it isn't five stars. And occasionally, companies will engage in sabotage and post false information about a competitor's product. Looking at the two to four star reviews is going to give you the best idea about what the product does and doesn't do best. Second, once you've looked at the reviews that are most likely to be balanced, you can then evaluate the one and the five star reviews. If a review is glowing about the product but very light on the details, it's probably fake. If it gives specific details about the product, it's probably real. The best five star reviews will tell people the problem that the product solves and specifically how this product solves it. If you can find the date that the reviews were posted, 
see if a substantial number of reviews were posted in a short period of time. That could be an indication that all of those reviews were fake and purchased from another company. But obviously, it could also indicate that the product was first launched around that time. So if the reviews are mixed and balanced, it may not necessarily mean that they're fake. Third, look at the profile of the reviewer. Amazon will mark reviews as verified if it can confirm that the person purchased the product. Unverified reviews could be legitimate if the person obtained the product through another source, but they're also more likely to be fake. If you can see a summary or a list of all the reviews that the person posted, see if all of the reviews are glowing five-star comments or if they're mixed. A person who has posted a variety of reviews is much more likely to be a legitimate reviewer. If you look online, there's many more ways that people will list in order to spot fake reviews, such as things like analyzing grammar or reaching out to the people who reviewed a product and asking a question. However, unless you're working for Amazon or eBay as a spotter of fake reviews, you probably don't need to go to such great extremes. Your goal isn't to spot every fake review, it's just to know if the product you're buying is worthwhile. If you're unsure whether the reviews are fake or legitimate at this point, your safest move is probably going to be to find another product. A third type of fake that you've almost certainly been sent is a fake email. In fact, a quick visit to your spam folder will likely indicate that you receive tens if not hundreds of these emails on a daily basis. Fortunately, most of these will be filtered away to your junk folder and likely never even seen by you. But occasionally, the spam filter will fail and allow one to make its way into your inbox. How can you spot these fake emails? First, look at the grammar. Any email sent by a major corporation is going to be proofread by multiple people before it's released for use. That's not to say that a grammatical mistake will never make it through, but you are rarely going to find more than one mistake in any email. Second, a fake email may refer to you by your email address instead of by your name. Most companies will request at least your first name during the sign-up process, and then they'll use that name when they email you. But if your email address is footballfan7760 at gmail.com, and you receive an email that starts out, Hello, football fan 7760 you can rest assured that that email is probably not from the company it claims to be from. Third, fake emails will almost always create a sense of urgency to get you to follow the link that it provides. A claim of suspicious activity or your account will be suspended will trick many people into clicking and providing their login credentials especially if they think their finances or reputation may be at stake. If an email is making urgent claims, don't follow the link. Instead, go to the legitimate site that the email claims to be representing and sign in there. If there really is a problem, they're going to let you know right away when you sign in. I generally wouldn't recommend following the link in an email that you suspect to be fake because attempting to steal your credentials might not be the only thing this site is doing. It could do something else, like attempt to install malware on your system or take some other malicious action. 
However, if you do accidentally follow the link and then are suspicious, you could also try entering a fake password for your account and seeing what happens. Since these sites don't know your actual password, they'll usually accept almost anything you enter. If you enter password instead of your actual password and the site accepts it, you know you're on a fake site. And finally, you can check the domain that the email was sent from. The domain is the part after the at in the email address. A major company isn't going to send email from a Gmail or Yahoo account, even if it is walmart at gmail.com. Also, be on the lookout for misspellings in the domain. I once received an email from statefram.com, and the link in the email also went to that same domain. Obviously, the thieves were hoping I wouldn't notice the transposed letters in the domain, and I'd think that both the email and the login page were part of the legitimate State Farm site. But do understand, it is possible to forge what domain appears in the sender's address. Since many companies use third-party senders, many of the legitimate emails you receive are not actually coming from the address that is specified in the from field. While this makes sending massive amounts of email more tenable for legitimate companies, it also allows anyone else to populate anything they want in that field. So just because an email says it's from Bill Gates at Microsoft.com, it does not mean that Bill Gates is actually reaching out to you wanting to give you a million dollars. So today, we've covered how to spot fake products, fake reviews, and fake emails. And we're almost out of time. So next week, we'll continue this discussion on recognizing fakes by covering how to spot fake websites, fake apps, and even fake people. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, stay safe. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Cybersecurity Made Personal Podcast. For more information on today's topic and a transcription of this episode, check out the show notes page, which is linked in the description. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you would subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're there, we would also appreciate it if you could take the time to rate and review the show. It really does help us get noticed. Cybersecurity Made Personal is provided for educational purposes only. Please do not take any action on your computer, phone, or other device unless you fully understand what you are doing and the possible consequences. Visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash disclaimer for more information. Cybersecurity Made Personal is a production of Personal Cybersecurity, LLC. I'm Jim Herman. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.